How many of you had a great time worshiping and thanking him? Amen. Oh, glory to God. Today, Brother John is not with us. He's gone home to be with his, uh, you know, folks. That's in the Mangalore side of town, that way. Praise God. But we have Sister Kripa with us, and she's a little bit fast and all that. But if you can tune in, you can hear what she has to say. Amen? Hallelujah. Today, I will uh, turn the microphone over to our dear brother who has been handling things you know, pretty well. How many of you are impressed with the way God is using him? Amen. Hallelujah. And he has a good pastoral heart and a gift to teach and to go out there. And he's just busy. Have you noticed he's a very busy guy? He has some extra wind in his legs. I think he goes, he's just busy. Amen. So please put your hands together and welcome our dear brother and Pastor Joji. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor. Please be seated. Hallelujah. God is so good. I stand here in fear and trembling. I mean, it's a big responsibility to stand here because of, uh, I mean, there's a heaviness here that you feel. <laughs> Hallelujah. A big responsibility because what comes out of, from this pulpit is accounted for. It's accounted for and it is supposed to be building up people. Hallelujah. So I'm so grateful because what I am today is because of what came out of this pulpit. So I'm grateful. The pastors, they've invested themselves, they've poured out themselves into our lives. And uh, most of the time, even my wife says, you do it just like pastor, you do it just like them because we end up copying them. Hallelujah. So it's with great trembling and fear that I stand here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor. We are so grateful. Hallelujah. God is so good. So we have finally come to the last Sunday of this year. The last Sunday of 2020. I'm so grateful. God kept us, preserved us. I mean, by April we thought, what's going to happen? The lockdown. But look at us. Hallelujah. Like we sang in the song. Look at where we were back then. Look at where we are right now. Hallelujah. You all look good. Hallelujah. So I'm grateful. So being the last Sunday, I thought, okay, Lord, what should I speak? What should I speak? Tell me what should I say? And he said, don't bring Mickey Mouse into the Superman story. I'm the author and finisher. So you just continue with what is being said. Hallelujah. God is so good. He's been giving us some very high level word this year. How many of you have seen that? I mean, I'm tremendously blessed. The word that came to us this year, man, it was as if, I mean, he knew, hey, be here, stay here, stay here, listen to me. This is important for you. And all of us who have hearkened to it, I mean, we look good. The end, we look, at the end, I mean, at the end, we look good. Hallelujah. He prepared everything for our glory so we can give him glory. We are vessels of mercy prepared before the foundations of the earth unto glory. Hallelujah. He brings glory to us so we can give Him the glory. Hallelujah. So let's continue with what God is doing in this church. I mean, I can't deviate any other way. Hallelujah. Let's just pray. Father, we praise You. We worship You. We thank You that You are in the midst of us, Lord. 
Lord, it's a privilege and honor to speak your word. It's a privilege and an honor to hear the words of the creator of heaven and earth. Thank you so much, Daddy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. We are so grateful. Ha, 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 ha. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, worship you, worship you. We give ourselves to you, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. Have your way in this place. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2, let's go to verse 1. Hebrews 2 verse 1. It says, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Let's hear it in Kannada please. Hallelujah. Sister Kripa is a strong mama. <laughs> Hallelujah. Alright. It says, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let it slip. Hallelujah. We've been hearing some stuff this year. Hallelujah. And this word it says, give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. It's actually a past continuous tense. That means which we have heard and are hearing right now. We've been continuously hearing. Hallelujah. And it says, give a more earnest heed. That's an interesting word. That means, look at it carefully. Continue to look at it. Observe it from top to bottom. Hallelujah. Very closely. Lest at any time we should let them slip. The word slip means carelessly slip. To be very careless or casual about it. Hallelujah. So, God is saying we should continue to listen. He brought us this far. Hallelujah. Just about a few more days left for this year. And the end will surely be glorious. We are created for glory. We sit at the right hand of God the Father in the heavenly places. That's our position. That's our position. You should never look yourself down. Hallelujah. We are glorified beings seated at the right hand of majesty on high in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So what we've been hearing, we should continue to listen. We should not let them slip. It's like having oily hands and taking something heavy. It will slip. We should not let it slip carelessly. That's what this verse means. So we've been listening to some scriptures here. And let's go to Hebrews 12. Like Pastor Chitra said, we've been listening to Hebrews 12. We sang about it. We'll read verse 1 and 2. Hebrews 12. Wherefore... Seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let's hear that in Kannada as well. Adakarana Sakshi Avara Ishtu Dodda Megavu Namma Suttalu Iruvadarinda Ella Varavanu Sulabavagi Mutti Kulluva Papavanu Navu Tegeditu. 
ನಮ್ಮ ನಂಬಿಕೆಯನ್ನು ಹುಟ್ಟಿಸುವಾತನೂ ಅದನ್ನು ಪೂರೈಸುವಾತನೂ ಆಗಿರುವ ಯೇಸುವಿನ ಮೇಲೆ ದೃಷ್ಟಿಯಿಟ್ಟು ನಮ್ಮ ಮುಂದೆ ಇಟ್ಟಿರುವ ಊಟವನ್ನು ತಾಳ್ಮೆಯಿಂದ ಊಡೋಣ ಆತನು ತನ್ನ ಮುಂದೆ ಇಟ್ಟಿದ ಸಂತೋಷಕ್ಕೋಸ್ಕರ ಶಿಲುಬೆಯನ್ನು ಸಹಿಸಿಕೊಂಡು ಅವಮಾನವನ್ನು ಅಲಕ್ಷ್ಯ ಮಾಡಿ ದೇವರ to put something down and kick it as far away as possible that's the meaning of that word lay aside to pull something down and kick it as far away as from you as possible and it says lay aside every weight this word weight is uh it just represents a runner who tries to remove as much weight from his body as possible so he can stay on the course reach there as fast as possible which means run so fast so fast that not no two feet will come together at the same time so fast that's what he's saying you should lay aside every weight me and reni we work out in the gym we do something called a farmer's walk that there is you carry some heavy dumbbells in your ha- in your hands and you walk with a heavy chain on your neck and you also put some weights on your on your feet and you're literally walking like this 40 40 45 kgs right you just hold it and then you walk you walk you walk in circles huge circles and it's not easy you try to increase your speed you you fall down that's what we are talking about here i wish i had a picture of reni to put up there <laughs> you carry all those weights that is preventing you from running your race says lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us sin means anything that causes you to miss the mark anything that make you see the target and then you go off target that's sin and says so easily beset us that means something that you're so comfortable with it is around you so much that you're so comfortable about it you became comfortable with it being around you look at that now put those meanings there every weight and sin that you are so easily comfortable with you're comfortable with that sin around ah it's okay it's okay it's been happening like that it's been happening like that for years so it's cool our marriage has been like this for years so it's cool i deal with my children like this for years so it's cool I deal with the authority like this. Oh, it's cool. They all speak like that. Every time they open their mouth, it's their family tradition. Hallelujah. Something that you got so used to. Hallelujah. And how do you do this? It says, the next verse says, looking unto Jesus. Ahaha. That's what we were singing about, right? See, I didn't plan this. I didn't plan this it just came out like that it says looking unto Jesus the author that means the originator the originator or the starting point of our faith and he is the finisher the one who ends it our faith what we believe what we stand upon he started it and he is the one who brings it to an end so you can't look anywhere else apart from the author and the finisher 
He started it, so he knows how it goes. And he's the one who's going to end it, so you have no other place to look at. You look at him. Set your eyes upon him. That's why we sang, look at where we are now, and look at where we were back then. That means you covered some ground. You covered some ground. Hallelujah. 2020 is glorious. He brought us to a glorious end. Hallelujah. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. Look at that. It says, the joy. That's a specific kind of joy. The joy. That means it's very specific. What was this joy? It says, that was set before him. That means a specific kind of joy was set before him. That means it was pre-planned and pre-ordained. And what did he do? He was looking at that. He saw that. Said, despise it, so endured the cross. The word endure means no matter what happens, you stick to the program. You stick to that program. You stick to the track. You don't deviate to somebody else's track. He knew what was set before him. He knew the plan of God. He saw that from the end, from the beginning. And he stuck to that program. He said, this is where God wants me to go. This is what it is. No matter what they did, did to him, no matter what they talked about him, no matter what they uh, slandered about him, he stuck to it. He says, he endured the cross. He stuck to it. He knew, I have to be there. I have to go through this. He saw it. And then it says, despising the shame. The word despise means to consider something as rubbish, trash, waste, stinking. It said, despising the shame. Look at that. It does not say, he despised the cross. He did not like it. That's why he prayed three times, Father, if it be your will, take this away from me. But look at that, he despised the shame. Hanging on the cross was the worst kind of punishment anyone could have at that time. And you're naked. Imagine the, the king of kings and lord of lords lying naked, stark naked. I mean, we have the, the project, the kids project happening here. And my daughter made a, a picture of Jesus and he had a loincloth on him. But in reality, there was nothing. There was nothing. Scripture says he did not even look like a man anymore. He was so marred, so disfigured, that all the curse of the law came upon him. Whoa. And he was hanging there. The most shameful thing. But what did he do? He despised that shame. He did not even consider. He said, that shame, ah, I'm not bothered about that shame. And he endured the cross. Most of us, we think about the shame, we are, we, we, are, we are afraid of the shame. But Jesus despised the shame. He said, ah, the shame, I don't, I'm not even bothered about it. It's trash for me. The shame. Hallelujah. And he endured the cross. Why? Because he saw something. He saw something. There was a kind of joy that was set before him. 
was set before him. What was that? You and me sitting at the right hand of God the Father in the heavenly places. Raised up together with him. Seated at the right hand of God the Father. He saw it. He knew that I have to go through this. I have to see them there at the right hand of God the Father. That's where they are supposed to be. That's what they are designed for. Hallelujah. To be at the right hand of God the Father. No other place. Hallelujah. So he saw it. He saw that joy. He looked at it. Ah, there is joy. That's the joy. That's the joy of seeing you, seeing you, seeing you. Each one of us there. He saw our faces there. At the right hand of God the Father. Look at that. And sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Woo! Hallelujah. That's why we look at him. That's why we look at him. Because that's the finishing of our story. Hallelujah. He started this. He is the author and he knows. He knows how the story ends. And he saw the end from the beginning. He saw you and me sitting there at the right hand of God the Father. He saw it. So he despised the shame. He said, this shame, ah, go. I don't care about it. That's rubbish for me. Don't talk about shame to me. And he endured that cross. It was not easy. Hanging on a cross. All naked. With your body disfigured. Every kind of sickness, disease, curse, anything that you can imagine was upon him. All kinds of pain that humanity can endure, he went through it at that time. Pain. That's why Isaiah 53 says, he bore our sickness and carried our pain. He carried our pain. Any pain that a human body can feel, physically, emotionally, spiritually, he felt it. He felt it. Hallelujah. Let's see Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25. Hebrews 7, 25. I love this. Wherefore, he is able to save them to the uttermost that come to God by him, seeing he ever lives to make intercession for them. <laughs> Woo! Look at that. He is able. That means he has the power, the ability, the strength. What? To do what? To save them. That's the word sozo. That means delivered, healed, protected, preserved, salvaged from whatever was left. And he restored you to the uttermost. That's a beautiful word. Uttermost. Uttermost. Pastor once preached, delivered from the guttermost to the uttermost. Hallelujah. That message was so powerful. My brother-in-law got saved. He's a preacher now. Woo! Uttermost. What do you mean by uttermost? Uttermost means, it's a formula. The lowermost to the thronemost. From the lowest point in hell to the throne room. That's the uttermost. Hallelujah. He went to hell for you because we were supposed to go there. The lowest point in hell... He suffered it till the payment was done in full. Ha ha ha. The payment is paid. Hallelujah. Our credit ratings are very high. Civil ratings are, are very high. 
Hallelujah. Because the payment is done on time. We are so privileged to be born on earth at this time. Hallelujah. It says, to the uttermost that come to God by Him. There is no other way you can get that uttermost unless you go by Him. That's why we preach the gospel. That's why we use every opportunity to get that message out. That small tract that we give out, man, it's very powerful. Hallelujah. Uttermost. From the lowest, most vilest place in hell to the topmost place. At the right hand of God the Father. The uttermost. Woo, I'm excited about this. That makes me jump. Hallelujah. Look at where we are now. Look at where we were back then. Man, I was enjoying that song. Man, as we were singing this, some images were passing through my mind. Hallelujah. Woo! Man, I'm so glad I'm here. It's better to be in church than the best hospitals in the world. That, that phrase that pastor said, it stuck with me. I mean, I've been in some hospitals. Man, broken li- literally every bone in my body, just crushed my skull, everything. But thank God I can be in church today. Woo! Saved to the uttermost. Ah, God is so good. God is so good. I mean, I'm so glad he, he died for me. I'm so glad I'm born at this time where I know the truth. Hallelujah. So we have a great responsibility. Because we are the ones seated at the right hand of God the Father. Hallelujah. And we know the truth. In Christ. That position was given us because we came to God by Him. And today, at the right hand of God the Father, Scripture says He ever lives to make intercession for us. That word intercession means to jump in the pit with you and lift you up. He ever lives to jump into whatever pit that you are in, whatever mess that you are in, and to lift you up. To bring your, constantly bring your name, your face, and the finished work concerning you before the Father. Hallelujah. I'm excited about this. God is so good. God is so good. Ever lives. I mean, he's got no other work. Hallelujah. His job description is set forever. Woo! How many of you would like to do the same work for the rest of your life? Jesus chose this. He chose this for us. Because we are the joy that was set before Him. That caused Him to endure that cross. Despite that shame. Man, if you just take some time to think about that shame, man, it will just bring you to tears. Man, I just took some time, I'm like, Lord, I can't, I, I can't just go on like this. It is too much. I was just weeping. Weeping. Because that shame, he disregarded it. Like, ah. He endured the cross. He saw us. Ooh. Man, God is so good. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 2. Let's read verse 9 and 10, please. But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. Crowned with glory and honor 
that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Says Jesus, who was made a little lower than angels. Angels are created beings. Bible says they are ministering spirits. They are spirits, created beings. And now the creator himself is coming, is taking a lower form. Took the nature of the fallen flesh. Why? To suffer death. Because unless he has a flesh, he cannot suffer death. For us. For our sake. Spiritual death, physical death and eternal death. Said, Suffer death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. King James used the word taste. But it's not actually taste. Like we just say, no. It actually means consume it fully. Eat it fully. He consumed death for every man. Anything and everything that death represents, he consumed it fully. Hallelujah. Let's read the next verse. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory. Woo! That's us. That's us. Many sons. He brought us where? To glory. At the right hand of God the Father. To make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. He's the captain of our salvation. And he is made perfect when we are seated at the right hand of God the Father. That is when the work of the cross is complete. The work of salvation. I am excited about this. Verse 14 says, For as much then, or let's read this in Kannada please. Let's Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9 and 10. Adaru Dutariginta Swalpa Kadimeyagi Madal Pata Ubatanu Andare Yesu, Prabhavanu Manavanu Kiritavagi Hundiruvadanu Navu Nodu Teve, Atanu Mrutapatadarindale Mana Prabhavagadanu Hundidanu, Atanu Devara Krupe in the Ellarigoskara Mara. Samastavu Yavatani Goskaravu Yavatan in the Lu Untaito Atanu Bahumandi Putraranu Prabhavake Serisuvali Avara Rakshana Nayakan and Nubadegala Mulaka Siddhige Taruvadu Atanige Yuktavagitu. Hallelujah. See, what amazes me is it says he took a form lower than angels, but he still walked in the power and authority of the Son of God. That's why when Peter came and chopped off the guy's ears, Jesus said, Hey, don't you think, that's in Matthew 26, I think, I, I can call and God, my Father, will send me 12 legions of angels. 12 legions of angels. One legion is approximately 6,800 something. So you do the math. 12 legions, more than 80,000 angels at his beck and call. Even though he took a form lower than the angels. But what did he do? He endured the cross. He endured the cross. He said, "Ah, I can do all these things. But I see something way ahead. I see something there. If I call the angels, if they do their job, then I can't finish mine. He said, ah, all of them can be there. I see something else. 
I see something else. Peter did not see that. The soldiers did not see that. The high priest did not see that. But Jesus saw something. He saw us. Woo! Says, crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. Every single person. He tasted death. He consumed death once and for all. I mean, this is shouting ground. So we don't have to taste that death. Hallelujah. We don't have to taste that death. That's why 1 Corinthians says, Oh death, where is your sting? Where is your sting? Death can't sting us anymore. I mean, if Jesus tarries, one day we have to leave these bodies. So, whichever way, either you close your eyes, say, Lord, I'm done, and you go, or through something else. You will leave your body. But that's not the end of our story. Hallelujah. We're going to come back. With a glorified body. Rule and reign and dominate on the earth for a thousand years with Christ. Hallelujah. And it's happening very soon. Sooner than we think. Sooner than we expect. Hallelujah. Woo. Let's see. Hebrews, sorry, Luke chapter 17. Or let's go to Hebrews 12, 1 again. Hebrews 12, 1. It says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight of sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. It says, the weight we are supposed to lay aside. That means pull it down and kick it far away every weight. Now what are these weights? What are these weights? What is this, what is this weight that can pull you down? One of the most common weight that you see around us, Jesus spoke about it in Luke 17, verse 1. Let's read that now. Luke 17 verse 1, Jesus said, Then he said to his disciples, It is impossible, but that offenses will come, but woe unto him through whom they come. Look at that. It says it is impossible that offenses will come. Getting offended is one of the weights that can pull you down. Offense is a big weight that most of us knowingly or unknowingly carry around. It can either be in marriage, with children, with our, our siblings, with our in-laws, at our workplace, at the auto driver on the road. Hallelujah. He said, and to whom is he speaking? To whom is he speaking? Disciples. He's not talking to the world. He's talking to his disciples. He's saying, ah, look at this. It is impossible. That means literally impossible. Literally. Uh, Pastor used to say, impossicant. <laughs> it's impossible for offenses not to come. They will keep coming. 
every hour, every day, wherever you turn to, there are chances of offense. Anybody here who wakes up every day, every day and, and decide, today I'm going to be offended at my wife. Today I'm going to be offended at my sister. Today I'm going to be offended at my children. No, none of us. None of us. I mean, that's the last thing you want. If you're married, having stri- being in strife with your wife is the last thing in your mind. Yes or no? At least guys can agree. You, don't, you just don't want... I mean, why should I be in strife with you? But does it come? Yes, it does. Nobody plans it, but it happens. Hallelujah. It comes. I mean, you don't want to shout at your children. You don't like shouting at your children. You don't like giving them adi. But then, what they do, sometimes you end up shouting at them. The whole neighborhood might know, man, these people, they're there. (laughs) Sometimes your dog can make you get offended. I hope no animal activists hear this, but sometimes you you feel like Catching them up by the collar, lifting them up and throwing them into the neighboring plot. You get offended. Hallelujah. It can make you lose your peace. You don't plan for it, but it comes. It comes. That's the way the devil tries to bring in stuff into your mind that can hinder you from seeing what God has planned for you. Because once you get offended, it blinds you for some time. Yes or no? It blinds you for some time. Imagine you're on the road driving. I'm speaking from experience. Somebody just keeps honking from behind you. Man. First, you, t- you think, ah, it's okay, it's okay. But then as he continues honking, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> He says, stupid guy, what is wrong with him? Then he continues honking. Then you start looking back. I mean, you're driving forward. You say, what's wrong with this guy? Then things start bubbling up. Then you try moving to the side. Then you let him go forward. And then you stay behind him and honk him till you reach the next turn. <laughs> Hallelujah. What happened? You just lost sight of something. You just lost sight of who you are. Hallelujah. You are a representative of the Prince of Peace on the earth and you just showed something else. Hallelujah. Somebody cuts you off. Sometimes when I'm talking to my wife, if the kids come in between, I'm like, Hey! I'm talking! Can't you see? The whole flow is gone. Then you're like, what were we talking about? <laughs> Offense. You got offended at your kid. You lost your peace for that moment. What happened? You lost track of what was happening. Hallelujah. It's a weight. It's a weight that can hinder you. Like us carrying that weight and, and walking. I mean, it's all in the chain on your neck, the weight's on your feet, and you're just trying to walk. Why? Because apparently it increases body strength, your endurance. Man. 
what all we have to do while we are in this body. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is impossible. But woe unto him through whom they come. That's a satisfaction. <laughs> you say, woe unto that guy who is honking behind me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't say Jesus said it. <laughs> Hallelujah. We pray a prayer all the time. In Philippians chapter 1. Verse 9, 10 and 11. Let's read that. Philippians 1 verse 9. And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. That you may approve things that are excellent. That you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Look at that. I mean that's a prayer we all need. Why? Because it says that you, who? You and me. May be sincere and Without offense. Man, that's a tall order. Without offense. Till when? Till the day of Christ. How many of you can boldly say, I fulfill this every day? Not a single person. Because we, it happens. We lose it sometimes. Hallelujah. But it said, this is a prayer. It's actually when Paul said, and I pray... It's, it's, it actually means I, I'm supplicating before God. It's a supplication. Lord, please, please, I bring this before you. For them, that their love may abound more and more. That they may be without offense. Guess who was facing offense wherever he went? Huh? Paul. Wherever he went, either he caused a revival or a revolt. Wherever. People were offended at him. So he had to pray. Even believers were offended at him. That's why he had to write to the Corinthians. Man, you guys are are already split. I'm of Paul. I'm of Apollos. Those who are with Apollos did not like Paul. They were offended at Paul. That's why he's praying. I pray. I supplicate. That they may be without offense. Till the day of Christ. So we need to pray these prayers. It's very important. Because every day the opportunities come. They come. And what do they try to do? They try to build a stronghold in your mind. The more you open yourself to them, the more you open yourself to all those thoughts, it builds a stronghold in your mind. The meaning of the word stronghold is a fortress. It's a fortress. And it's especially true in marriage. Especially true in marriage. Like we read in Hebrews 12.1. Lay aside things that beset us. Things that we take. Ah, it's okay. Things, the way you talk to your wife. I mean, my dad talked like this. My grandfather talked like this. So I also talk like this to my wife. I'm a Malayali. I'm from this family. We all talk like this. So you think it's okay. It's normal. But it's not. The way you deal with your children. Maybe you were raised up like that. Shouting all the time. Screaming at them. Whacking them for everything. I I love my mom. My mom was a very tough woman. 
she loved us she was a very intelligent woman she was in the army but one thing she never liked us losing you get in a fight you come back home the first thing she's going to ask is even though you're bleeding she'll ask you did you beat them did you give back if we say no then i get one she would say you go hit them and then come back i'll deal with it so you see that's how you were raised and my dad loved wwf a lot wrestling even if it's in the middle of the night he will wake up and watch it so growing up we would watch wrestling hulk hogan british bulldog you you watch all these things you grow up watching all these things and what do you do you do that when you grow up i ended up being like that my daily routine was either i beat somebody up or somebody beat me up like i said i walk my nose my this is cracked because somebody kicked me with a boot and i walked with a boot print on my face for a week why and our parents did not know much they tried their best they tried their best there was a time when i was offended at them but not anymore hallelujah it's all because of them all because of them they did this they did that that's why i'm like this man your parents did their best <laughs> based on what they knew what they what they what they could do they did we have a choice when we look look back at all those opportunities of blunder we see we had a choice yes or no we had a choice you could have just taken a moment and adjusted yourself instead you just went with the flow yes or no <laughs> we went with the flow and look where it got us like we sang the muck and the and the clay the pit woo hallelujah that's why i love jesus we try our best but he did the best of the best <laughs> hallelujah and that finished work is more than enough ha 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 who jesus said blessed are the peacemakers this is matthew 5 verse 9 before that we didn't read this right let's read this in kannada philippians chapter 1 at least verse 10 ನಿಮ್ಮ ಪ್ರೀತಿಯು ಹೆಚ್ಚುತ್ತಾ ಹೆಚ್ಚುತ್ತಾ ನೀವು ಜ್ಞಾನ ಮತ್ತು ಪೂರ್ಣ ವಿವೇಕಗಳಿಂದ ಕೂಡಿದವರಾಗಿರಬೇಕೆಂತಲೂ ಉತ್ತಮ ಕಾರ್ಯಗಳು ಯಾವವೆಂದು ನೀವು ವಿವೇಚಿಸುವವರಾಗಬೇಕೆಂತಲೂ ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನ ದಿನದವರೆಗೆ ನೀವು ಸರಳರಾಗಿಯೂ ನಿರ್ಮಲರಾಗಿಯೂ ಇರಬೇಕೆಂತಲೂ says blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of god blessed are the peacemakers see here the action is written first the identity is written at the end all right but if you look at it the other way the children of god are peacemakers yes or no the children of god how many children of god here we are children of god we are called sons brought unto glory like we read before so what is our identity peacemakers 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 where first in your marriage with your children with your parents 
in your workplace. You're a peacemaker. Man, it took me some time to understand this. I mean, I'm enjoying a very good level of married life, but it was not like this before. My goodness, like Sister Diane used to say, they were called turbulent years. Turbulent, turbulent years. Man. Have you seen, have you observed, especially married people, that when you have an argument with your wife, you complain to God about the other person? Yes or no? Yes or no? I did this, I did that. Still see what she's doing. Still see what she's complaining about. See what she's saying. Well, let's see what Jesus has to say. I'm not saying this. Jesus said this, okay. So let's go with me to the book of... um, Where was it? Uh, Yeah, Luke 17. We read verse 1. Let's read verse 3. It says, Take heed to yourselves. If a brother sins or trespasses against you, rebuke him, and if he repent, forgive. But how does it start? Take heed to yourselves. Normally, whom do we take heed to? The other person. Whom do you bring before God? The other person. But God just turns it and puts a mirror before you and says, "Ah, Hello? Hello? You. You. Don't bring that person before me. Don't bring your spouse before me. You. Let's deal with you. How many of you know that God does not deal about somebody else with you? He deals with you first with you. Hallelujah. He turns it back on us. All of us had a choice. Before we replied, before we responded, we had a choice. It doesn't matter what that person said or did, but we all had a choice. Yes or no? The moment you got saved, Bible says, the Spirit of God, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, came and dwelt in us. Jesus called him the Comforter, but the Amplified gives an ex- extra, some extra names. He's called the Counselor. What does a Counselor do? Gives good counsel. Yes or no? Then, Intercessor. Somebody who stands on you, somebody who jumps in the pit with you and helps you. He's called a helper. Why? Because he helps you. He's called an advocate. Why? What does an advocate do? Speak on your behalf. Yes or no? He's called a strengthener. Why? Because he gives you strength. And he's called a standby. Why? Because he stands by you all the time. Hallelujah. Now, how does this apply to being offended? Especially with your spouse. Ah, very good. About that situation, the counselor gives you good counsel. Hallelujah. When you feel, ah, I just feel like doing all kinds of stuff to her. The helper comes. Not to help you hurt them, but to help you calm down. (laughs) Hallelujah. 
the strengthener comes when that turbulent situation just made you just cry like why is this happening he gives you strength then the comforter comes he comforts you hallelujah hallelujah and then the advocate also comes after all these things the advocate comes and now he will speak on your behalf to your spouse why because your spouse if you're a believer your spouse should also be a believer and they should have the same holy spirit inside you you don't have to bother about changing them it's a job of the advocate hallelujah he is the one who speaks to them about you but first he deals with you first he deals with you not just that the advocate also deals with you about them hallelujah first he tells you ah that way you spoke that's what triggered it let's analyze it let's bring the things on the table what does the advocate do brings all the evidences you're in the corner sulking grumbling complaining then the advocate brings all right let's look at the evidences you said this you knew you were not supposed to say it huh you had a you had a prompting inside saying shut up keep your mouth don't let those words out of your mouth who's he dealing with you yes or no this is important we have come to the end of 2020 we should not carry these offenses into 2021 hallelujah it doesn't matter what people did to you it doesn't matter what they said oh they did not call me they did not they did not talk to me they did, we were going through all these things why didn't they call huh why didn't they help me don't they see what i was going through maybe you're offended at your your parents your your grandparents they did not leave an inheritance for me they did, they gave nothing to my dad so i get nothing you're offended i don't know why i'm saying this but offense comes you're offended at people they did not call me i was expecting their call huh? you're offended you entertain those thoughts you entertain those thoughts what happens they build a fortress in your mind they build a fortress in your mind and any time you look at that person you look through the pinholes of those fortresses you can't see the actual picture you know every fortress they have how do they look outside through some small holes yes or no you look through it you see them through those eyes hallelujah and that hinders you from moving in peace receiving and fulfilling the plans and purposes of god it's a weight that is holding you down you can't run it that weight is just crippling you it's on your neck it's in your mind first you can't hold your head up it's going like this like this like you see in some animation the head is so heavy it's like why because all those junk is there inside you can't hold your head up straight and look at that person straight face to face that's why jesus said let's see that scripture again what does it say luke 
If your brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. Look at that. It says if your brother sins against you. That means that's an, that's an occasion for offense. What do you do? You rebuke him. The rebuke does not mean shout at him. Slap him. No. The actual meaning of that word is you be straightforward with him. Go meet them straight, face to face. Talk it out. Peacefully. Not by shouting and making a scene. That's the meaning of that word. The Greek word means straightforward talk. Talk straight. Not through somebody else. You don't go about slandering about them to somebody else. You go deal with them. If you cannot, then keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. What do you do? And if he repent, forgive him. Forgive actually means let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. (laughs) You let it go. The more you hold to it in your mind, it is dragging you down. It is dragging you down. You can't stand straight because why? That weight is just pulling you down. I mean, have you tried... If, if your head is heavy with something, somebody is pushing you down, you try to look straight, you see only th- through the corner of your eye. You don't see clearly. Why? That weight is pulling you down. You are not seeing clearly. The plan that God has for you, to be identified as a peacemaker, is not happening. He's talking to believers. Let's see, let's see. Go with me to... Uh, Hebrews. I mean here, wait, wait. Let's read this in Canada. Nivu Nimma Vishayadali Echerike and Nutegedukuriri, Nina Sahodaranu Ninage Virodavagi, Tapu Madidare Avananu Gadarisu, Avanu Manasantara Patare Avananukshamisu. Hallelujah. Let's go to Hebrews chapter twelve. We'll read verse 14. Hebrews 12 verse 14 says, Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. It says follow peace. The meaning of the word follow means to hunt after. To pursue it so much as if you're hunting it. Wherever it is you find it. You follow peace with whom? All men. Believer, unbeliever, father, grandfather, spouse, children, neighbor, especially the neighbor. Hallelujah. With all men and holiness. Not holiness, sorry. The the malu inside is trying to come out. It says, without which no man shall see the Lord. Wow, that's something big. The first time I read this, I was like, what? That means I will not go to heaven? Is that what it means? If I don't follow peace with men, every man, does that mean I will not see the Lord? But the actual Greek says, you will not see the presence of of the Lord right now in that situation. That's what Jesus is saying. If you don't choose peace over offense, you will not see the presence of the Lord in that situation. Right now. It's a present tense conversation. It's not talking about 
going to heaven. No, it's talking about in that situation. You will not see the, the work of the Lord. You will not see the presence of God. You will not see the manifestation of God's power if you do not follow peace. Let's read this in Kannada, please. ಎಲ್ಲರ ಸಂಗಡ ಸಮಾಧಾನದಿಂದಿರುವುದನ್ನು ಪರಿಶುದ್ಧತೆಯನ್ನು ಅನುಸರಿಸಿರಿ ಪರಿಶುದ್ಧತೆ ಇಲ್ಲದೆ ಯಾವನು ಕರ್ತನನ್ನು ಕಾಣುವುದಿಲ್ಲ ನಿಮ್ಮಲ್ಲಿ ಯಾವನಾದರೂ ದೇವರ ಕೃಪೆಗೆ ತಪ್ಪಿ ಹೋಗದಂತೆಯೂ ಯಾವ ವಿಷವುಳ್ಳ ಬೇರೂ ನಿಮ್ಮಲ್ಲಿ ಚಿಗುರಿ ಕಳವಳ ಹುಟ್ಟಿಸಿ ಅದರಿಂದ ಅನೇಕರು ಅಶುದ್ಧರಾಗದಂತೆಯೂ It says looking diligently lest any man fail the grace of God lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled It says looking diligently The word looking diligently is the same word that you translate as bishop The Greek word is episkopos which means to be a bishop means an overseer A bishop is a person who oversees so many other churches and and organizations. It says looking diligently. That means you have to oversee every situation. Every opportunity you have to oversee it, make sure that you follow peace. You have to oversee it. If you don't do it, what happens? It says many are defiled. You will be put to shame. you lose your honor you lose your reputation you lose the uh, the opportunity to be identified as a peacemaker hallelujah i try my best to follow pastor's pattern to drive at 40 i'm trying but i've not reached there we will soon reach there but that's a good thing i think about it all the time but somehow you know the flesh just presses the accelerator a little bit more it just goes it's muscle memory you know follow after it every opportunity you get follow after it diligently man this should i do this should i turn back and look at that guy sometimes it's better not to look because when you look and when you see their face or oh, some other thought will come up it comes up especially when you're teaching in the bible school when you when you look when you're looking at people's faces sometimes those faces can speak back to you and mental pictures start forming as you are teaching man what is this guy thinking is he doing this meanwhile you're preaching you're teaching those pictures start forming and knowingly or unknowingly you start judging them based on those pictures meanwhile that poor guy might be just tired <laughs> So you need to work at it every second. Look diligently, man, should I or should I not? Should I press that horn one more time? Sometimes it's that last horn that can trigger off something. <laughs> I'm speaking from my experience. This I'm judging myself. Hallelujah. It says lest where is it? Lest any root of bitterness no the the same verse root of bitterness springing up trouble you that's the problem so root root means something that is 
planted that is developed into a huge root system it is gone so deep that it's sucking out your energy sucking out your time sucking out your peace sucking out your joy what does it do bitterness and how many of you have eaten bitter gourd have you eaten raw bitter gourd i know the nagas love it but you you take it you put it in your mouth or any bitter thing which part of your body reacts first your mouth yes or no you put anything bitter inside the first organ to react is your mouth same way when you entertain bitterness in your heart your mouth will speak your mouth will react you will start talking trash you will start talking things that you don't even mean to that's what bitterness does and it's a stronghold in your mind it did not come suddenly it came over time came over time you start entertaining it small uh, small things little by little little by little one small action somebody did you misinterpreted and then the devil immediately took an opportunity and built a picture in your mind and you liked that picture you liked it and when he saw you like the picture he said okay more likes <laughs> he started enhancing that picture so now any time you look at that person you don't see the actual person you see the picture the devil has painted in your mind hallelujah when you see that picture your mouth starts talking you look at people through that mind you start saying things that you don't even mean you don't you don't realize what you're talking hallelujah because he's already building more and more pictures he does not stop from one small thing he built it up to such a huge thing that you don't believe the truth you believe what you see in your mind you're looking at that person through those small peep holes in the fortress that you built hallelujah it's a root of bitterness you want to know what's in a person's heart you hear what he speaks jesus said as a man thinks so is he out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks i didn't say it. jesus said it who knows us better than him so based on what you put in your mind what you allow in your mind that's what you speak that's why the greek word for the devil is diabolos diabolos it's a combination of dia and bolos dia means somebody who is throwing something to pierce and bolos means repeated action repeated action till it pierces through like you continue throwing continue throwing continue throwing one one thought ah, they didn't take it he doesn't quit one good thing about the devil is he does not quit he keeps throwing that's why the word diabolos is his job description the word devil is actually a job description and not a name he keeps throwing thoughts at you about that person see what he did see what they said see 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 the other person might not even realize 
But from one small action, innocent action, you've developed so much rage in your mind that you, you don't see anything else. You develop hatred in your mind. And all these things, hatred, rage, you know what they are? They're called works of the flesh. It's interesting how uh, the Bible says there is works of the flesh and fruit of the spirit. The flesh has works. The spirit, you're born again, recreated, human spirit has fruits. That's in Galatians 5. Let's look at that. Galatians 5. I think it's verse 18, right? Let's put that on the screen. Yeah, but the fruit, no, the works, thing 18, 19, yeah. Now the works of the flesh, look at that, works of the flesh. The word work is um, toil or an action. It's a Greek word ergon, which means toil, action. Of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, look at that, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Look at that, that's a big list. It's a big list. And it's called the works of the flesh. It does not say, look at this, it does not say works of the devil. It does not say works of demons. It's called the works of the flesh. Because where is that? In the flesh. You let, you give some freedom to your flesh, this is what will show up. This is what will show up. That's why you need to be looking diligently. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, last time you did this. I'll catch you. I'll catch you. Paul said, I beat up my body every day. You have to have, your spirit, your born again spirit needs to be in control. And that comes only by renewing your mind with the word of God. Hallelujah. There is no other way. No other way. Otherwise you are carrying this weight around. You are carrying it. You are carrying it. Anytime that person comes, that weight becomes heavier. It keeps going down. You don't go anywhere else. You see their face, every thought comes, it is going down. You don't reach your destination. Those thoughts that you entertain, check them. Hold them from the beginning itself. That's why Jesus said, 1 Corinthians 13, the, the book of love, says love never fails. That's God kind of love. You can bank on that. That's one thing that never fails. One business that never fails, no matter what the economy is, is love. You owe no man anything except to love them. So what do you do? The chapter says, love keeps no account of any evil done to it. That's 1 Corinthians 13. Keep no account, no track record. They did this 15 years. Just today morning we were talking about something and she's like, my wife was like, how did you remember the date? (laughs) Something which happened, I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to (laughs) preach. 
you don't keep a track record. No account of any evil done to it. So as you're driving, your wife said something that you did not like, what do you do? Love never fails. <laughs> you, 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 some, I mean, something in your flesh is acting up. Your wife, who is the closest to you, recognized it. She tried to warn you. Hey, that's not cool. That's not cool. What do you do? Relax. That is love in action. That's why they are advising you. So you, what do you do? You calm down. You let that love work inside you. When thoughts come, you said, no, I don't keep, it, keep any track record. I'm not keeping an account. That's it. No matter what they did to me, I'm not keeping an account. Because I owe them. I owe them to love them. No matter what they did to you. No matter what they said about you. No matter what, what all trash they wrote about you. You owe them love. That's the love of God. Romans 5, 5 says it has been shed abroad, poured out, lavishly into your heart. Hallelujah. So we owe them. It's a debt that you owe people, no matter who it is, to love them. Hallelujah. You can't escape from that. We can't escape from that. Because that love is there inside us. We're going to give account for that. We are created in His image. Born again of the same DNA. Same word as Jesus is. We have the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. The same Holy Spirit that came upon Jesus is upon us. We have the same word that Jesus had. Hallelujah. The same Holy Spirit. And scripture also says we have the mind of Christ. So we don't have an excuse. We don't have it. We have to give an account one day. And it's coming sooner than we expect. He's coming soon. We'll be out of this body. Out of this flesh. Hallelujah. I believe you understood something today. We owe men to love them. The more you yield to the love of God, the more those weights are dispersed. You, 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 I mean, you get free from those weights. Hallelujah. And those weights are in your mind. Strongholds in your mind. Especially offense. We get opportunities every day. Opportunities to be offended at the government. Based on what they do, what they say. I mean, opportunities are abounding every day. You look at the news, things start popping up. But... Is there one scripture in the Bible that says you have a right to be offended against government? Not one. Not one scripture. Meanwhile, it says, pray for those who are in authority. That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. See, this is good. What is good? That you live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. And for that, what are you supposed to do? Complain, crib about the government? No. We pray for those who are in authority. Pray for the prime minister. Pray for the, pray for the home minister. Whomever you think are crooked, well, why are you here on the earth at this time? Huh? We owe it. 
That's scripture. We have no right to complain. Yes, things pop up. But then at the end of the day, are you praying for them? Are you praying for them? If not, that weight will hinder you. That weight will hinder you because as long as you keep complaining about the authority of the land, you, you will not prosper in that land. You will not prosper. You are building up a barrier from receiving the fullness of what God has for you in that land. Pray for them. Why? So you will live a quiet, peaceful. That word peaceful is irene. That means nothing missing, nothing broken. In all godliness and honesty. Not by cheating people. Not by changing the accounts to save tax. No, you don't have to. If you're praying for authority, you can give an honest tax report. Without cheating, without fraud. Hallelujah. Jesus said, give to Caesar what you owe to Caesar. You don't have to hide those things. You don't have to hide those incomes. You need to use wisdom, not do foolishness with your account. You need to know. Seek God for wisdom. He will show you what to do, how to present it. These are practical things. Hallelujah. These are important for us. Because Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Hallelujah. I believe you understood this. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you so much. We thank you for your word. Your word is eternal. Thank you. We are sanctified by this word. We are set apart by this word. Thank you, Lord, for helping us renew our mind with your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're a comforter. You're a helper. You're a counselor. You're a strengthener. You're an advocate. You're a standby. Thank you that you're in us, with us, and upon us with power. That we can rule and dominate in this life as kings. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much. For such great salvation. We're sorry for the times where we neglected it, Lord. But thank you for the benefits of salvation. That none of us shall miss it, Lord. But we shall enjoy it to the fullest. And leave a testimony for our children. And our children's children. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pastor. Praise God. How many of you had a good time? Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed, brother. Amen. Praise God. Don't forget that these are the people that are serving God, that are helping God in this day and hour. Anytime you feel generous thoughts about them, don't bind those thoughts. Hallelujah. So we as overseers, you know, we are watching your life, your souls and praying over them so that you grow up and be all that you were created to be. Amen. We don't have authority over every believer, but we have authority over believers who say they are part of what we are doing. Amen. Especially at this time, we are, um, you know, specially concerned um, with those who say they are part of what we are doing. Not everybody. Amen. I know that... Um, We all love each other and all that stuff, but I don't have to give account for others who are not really with me. Amen? So keep that in mind. If you are really with us, um, make it clear. 
Praise. How do you make it clear? By coming. It's that simple. You don't sign a form. You don't get a stamp. Nothing. You just keep coming. It's very simple. The more you come, the more you will hear. The more you will hear, the more you will understand. The more you will understand, the more you will do. The more you do, the more you become like Jesus. The more you become like Jesus, wow, the world is going to see. They cannot miss it. Hallelujah. So don't forget, we are here to actually watch over and help your lives, not to hinder you. If you come to church, you will be trapped. No. If you come to church, you'll be free. That's the point. Amen? You may say, how free are you? I'm pretty free. I was in the gutter. I actually lay down in the gutter. From there to stand here with shining lights and all, that's freedom, man. I could not look at the light. I had to be high. I can't. Who's that? That's how I was. From morning to night, I'm free. Hallelujah. I have a wife. I have children. Man, I'm free. Praise God. I'm sure by the end of this year, you will start saying, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to people you didn't want to. How many of you got something out of this message? People that you were not planning to wish, you're going to wish them, aren't you? You have no choice now. The choice is gone. Once the word has come, the choice has to adjust. Amen? If you knowingly say, I don't want to, then it's different. That's where we started off on uh, new, I mean, Christmas Day. The word spoken by the angels received a reward. If you say, I'm not listening, there's a reward for that. If you say, I'm listening, there's a reward for that. If there's a word, I'm listening, but I'm not doing, there's a reward for that. From angels, how about from the son who's speaking right now? So get ready. Whatever you are hearing, Jesus will say, but I told you. You didn't tell me. You, I told you through the mouth of brother Joji. I was living inside him, speaking through him. Amen. Hallelujah. And you know, We are so much under scrutiny. We are being watched because we are hearing a lot. Guys who are hearing nothing, they, have, they can just sing and go away. But we are hearing and hearing and hearing. There's so much that Jesus would say, but I told you. Remember I told you that. Remember such and such. Praise God. Hallelujah. So our marriages are different. Our families are different. All of the stuff that concerns us is different. Amen. Because we hear so much. Hallelujah. So have a wonderful time between now and the new year. Enjoy your family. Praise God. Offenses are guaranteed. You know, we have to deal with them every day. Some people are offended. That's why they are not here in church today. You know, because of offense. There's nothing else. They're offended. We get offended. We all get offended. It will come. I get offended. But I have to deal with it. Amen? Praise God. <laughs> we heard a lot. How many of you heard plenty today? Oh, man, my ears are full. Hallelujah. It's like a funnel. Notice your ears like a funnel. It just pours. It goes you know, inside. Hallelujah. 
as you're hearing, it's going inside. Entering inside, filling inside, then coming out of your mouth. Amen? Daddy did this, mommy did that, grandfather did that. They didn't do this. They did not wish me. Why should I wish them? Nobody gave me a gift. Why should I give them? It goes on back and forth. Hallelujah. Amen. That's it. This is a summary of everything. Don't be offended. Thank you, Jesus. We can be thankful from removing offenses. <laughs> Amen. They came late. While I was preaching, they were sleeping. They were, oh, and I am the bishop. Oh, oh, oh. And they're walking up and down. They're answering their phone. They're coming this time, that time. All these things pile up like this. And then you start looking through that. It's hard. Don't tell me it's easy. It's tough. But we all have to deal with it. Jesus said, guaranteed it's coming. But we have to deal with it. Amen? Especially as we approach the year, the new year. We, we want a different year. How many of you want a different year? God is already preparing our heart for all this. He's saying, once you get into 2021, do your best, man. I'm coming. Let it be clear and easy and light. Let's go home, you know, with minimum headaches. Amen? Hallelujah? Amen. You know, we have so much to talk about. I don't want to increase it, but we had a blessed time. Amen? How many of you were blessed? Amen. I'm trying to see if I can be uh, able to raise up people, not to be jealous of people. Amen? When they succeed, I'm happy. When they do good work, I'm happy. I want to raise them up and put myself down. That's my target. Amen? Because it's not about me. It's about you. Hallelujah. It's about your life in Christ. It should not be about me. The more we understand that, the better. Hallelujah. So I'm trying to see who can I raise? Who can I raise? But in order to raise, we must spend time. You know, that, that involves a lot. People make promises. When I'm in Bangalore, I'll come to your church. Every day. Every day. Huh? How can they come? It's far. It is the other end of the world. Kannuru. They have never heard of Kannuru even. When they come here twice, they say, enough of this Uru. <laughs> so it's hard. So we are online and we are doing all this stuff so that people can hear, so that we can raise them up, so that we can do something. And if Jesus comes in, the, in between, we can push off. Amen? Everything about these days is an excuse. Corona, I could not come. Corona, I don't have to come. Corona, you will not see me again. Corona, I'm working from home. Corona, it's a good excuse. But you don't have to build up excuses. Corona, I'll be there. Corona, I'll be the first one. Corona, I'll be singing. Amen? Jesus does not change because Corona came. He's the same. I want him to be the same. So don't use things as an excuse. This new year, get ready to treat God as though you also are like him. I don't change because you don't change. So I'm here. I'm here, Lord. I worship you because you have not changed. Amen? Keep these kind of thoughts. Repent nicely. There will be a lot of repenting. Repent means changing your mind. 
As you come to the new year, change, change, change as much as you can. If you are not used to smiling, smile. Just get, do that servicing that is required to adjust the smile. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen? You need to do that, you know. Hallelujah. Whatever you need to do, go and do it. Fix it so that by New Year, we see a new person. Hey, this guy has changed, man. Praise God. We're not the ones that take resolutions. No, I'm not resolving anything. I will do this. I will stop that. No, no. Nothing like that. I'm not that kind of guy. From the day I started till today, I have not made resolutions. Because it doesn't work. (laughs) Resolutions never work. It's better to just deal one day, one day, one day. Today, ah, I'm looking at you. Let's go. Amen? So don't make resolutions and get disappointed. It's better you just deal with one day, one day, one day. Amen? Shall we pray? Father, we are grateful. We are thankful. Whoever says they are part of what we are doing on this planet, our prayers reach to them now. In the name of Jesus, that we are yielded, we are opening our hearts for change. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for adjustment so that we can come home and receive rewards than we ever had before. That our marks card can change. Hallelujah. That our reward sheet can change because the word is working, because we are accepting it. We want as many rewards as possible. We want to come and shine, shine, shine so brightly, Lord. Whatever is hindering our shining, help us to identify it and remove it in the name of Jesus. We give you thanks. We give you praise. Lord, when you come, we want to be ready. We want to be available. We want to be at a place that we were created for, meeting the people we were supposed to. Addressing the situations we were supposed to. Not wandering here and there like sheep without a shepherd. Help us, Lord. Help us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, I I take a lot of um, honor from the communion meal. Amen. It's a very powerful meal. And I want us to take communion together and take it in your house and all that. Praise God. And uh, I heard that the grape juice flavor is not available nowadays so much in the market. Maybe all the churches are using it or people are taking it at home. I don't know what. Praise God. So whatever it tastes like, just take it. Praise God. Maybe it's not very grapey. You know, whatever. Hallelujah. But... You know what it means. It means the blood of the Lamb has paid. It's not about your perfection. It's the blood. Why should I get perfect? For reward's sake, that's all. I want more rewards. How many of you want more rewards? It's, uh, it's for the rewards that we are doing the works. Not for going to heaven. Jesus has paid. Amen? So accept that cup and then the broken body, which means that the bones were not broken, None of his bones were broken. The Bible says none of his bones were broken. Only the outward side, you know. The flesh 
was so mangled, he did not look like a human being. That was for our sickness, for our curse. He became poor, taking all our poverty. Hallelujah. As you eat and you drink, those benefits are yours. Amen? Shall we receive? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. How many of you are going to wish some people? Hallelujah. Some special ones that you were not planning to wish before. Thank you. It's not easy, I'm telling you. I'm dealing with stuff because I'm hearing things like that, you know. That because of our emotions, just because of our emotions, a lot of what we are supposed to be doing is stopped because of the emotions. Our emotions are very, very powerful. Very, very powerful. Just everything is fine. Holy Ghost is inside. Jesus, life inside. Everything inside. But emotion stops it. So we come out looking like some sour, pulitzer kind of fellow. Amen? Like you ate some kind of pulley. You know, some kind of, uh, you know, whatever you would like to call that bitter thing. Amen? Meanwhile, inside is the love of God. Wow! Life of God. Power of God. Holy Spirit. Everything inside. But the emotion just messes everything up. I went to visit somebody. We reached there. Of course, I did not call them personally before arriving. You know, we just took a chance. But I had a feeling it's better not to visit today. Today is not, you know, visit. Just whatever you want to, just do it and don't, don't stay. But anyway, we marched up to the place, all of us. And at the gate, we were sent off. Of course, no big deal. You better get used to that. People may not receive you. Amen? So, we're going back. But for 20 minutes, I was thinking about that. Just full 20 minutes. Driving back, that's what I was thinking. Our emotions are so powerful that one small thing, everything goes. Then later on, the person called and said, I'm so sorry, the gate man did not tell me it was you. Just one Michael. But it was Pastor Michael. You did not know that it was Pastor See, that's where the trouble comes from. Just some Michael came. That's enough. But I'm so great. How can you send me off? Then the trouble starts. So 20 minutes I was thinking about it. And then the Lord said, this is what we're going to be dealing with before the new year. You have to fix these things. Cannot be carrying all this junk. I have to release it so that I can flow through you guys. Amen? Hallelujah. Otherwise we will... Then what happens? Your face just becomes useless, like pickle. Amen? Hallelujah? It is your own face. So, you know, my face is slowly getting a little pickle here and there. I can see it. Now and then I look in the mirror and say, not good, Yar. You have to adjust this thing. Put more olive oil. Make it shine. No, it's from inside. Amen? We can't keep the same old junk with us. That we started three years ago. We have, we have to dump it. 
whether they are bothered or not is not our problem. Our side we must do. Whether gate man sent you off or not, it doesn't matter. And you were marched up there happily, all of you in your suits. So, what? Turn around. Hurry, go back. <laughs> you must be ready for all that. Take communion, settle the matter. Let's go forward in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We eat and drink in Jesus' name. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. That taste is rocking, man. In or around? Hallelujah. I did not know, actually. I had no idea. I gave a small talk about it, but I did not know. Praise the Lord. That's just for us who are sitting here. Special people. The online guys, they did not know what we enjoyed. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. <laughs> you know, somebody was saying the other day, a Bible, a Bible school student, he called uh, one of our people here and said, I'm so sad, but yeah. I saw a man of God that I respect so much. He was drinking alcohol. (laughs) What am I going to do now? He said, I went up to him. I asked him. He said, Jesus did not say you cannot drink alcohol. What about that? The brother said, he'll go to heaven. Praise God. You'll be shocked. All these brothers will be there. (laughs) Hallelujah. But that's not the point. The point is, if you take little, you will take more. Once you are in a bad mood, you will take some more. To forget. And slowly your liver will start getting it. And then you get hooked on it. Then you start drinking Hiding it in the cupboard everywhere. Nobody's there. Watch. Hallelujah. So you have to be honest. You just have to, you know, forget about it. Or settle it. Amen. I came from that place. I was a boozer. I was an addict. I was a, I was a useless animal type of guy. From there, I know. You go that way, you're going. In Solpa, next round. That's all. Evening will come. And in between, you would have done all kinds of crazy things. You say, I can't show my face anymore. Hallelujah. Somebody said, why don't you have a Facebook account? That's why. I feel so bad. That guy, even though it's 30-something years ago, to see that guy there, I feel one kind. This guy, huh? this one, he was in the gutter with me. That is the main reason why I'm not so public because my past life was not cool. Some of you know how uncool it was. So I don't like to make a big deal. Minimum publicity. I used to get angry when people put my face on a poster. 
How many of you remember that? Years ago, if you put my face on a poster, I would say, take it off. But now, you know, we became media people. But it must not enter inside here. You must remember where you came from and who brought you out. Jesus is king. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Would you like to give in the name of Jesus? Let's give. Give what you want to give. Give cheerfully. Don't give by force. I heard my wife talked about sacrificial giving. It's true. We have sacrificed. This love that he was talking about is a sacrifice. The key to it all is a sacrifice. That means I'm cut. No longer I. I'm finished. Praise God. So sometimes you give sacrificially. But in order, thank you, in order to give, I like what David said. David said, I will not give to the Lord something which cost me nothing. I will not give to the Lord something which cost me nothing. There was a guy who gave land to David free. He said, oh, you're giving to the Lord. Take my land. Take it free. David said, "Uh uh-uh, I must pay for it. I will not give to the Lord something that I got free. What kind of guy was that in the Old Testament? Hallelujah. So in the New Testament, we should be better than that. At the beginning of the month, prepare your time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Several got direction today, and I say that only to... I also say that. Hallelujah. Yes, sister. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. All right. So, as we were saying, don't worry, that's technology for you. Tech. It comes from the tech department. Praise God. Don't worry about it. We have multitudes watching all over the world. I'm kidding. Praise God. So as you give, remember, God blessed you and you are thankful and you're giving in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. As we approach the end of the year, our tithing, our giving, our attitude is because of you, Lord. Help us to be a blessing on the earth. Help us to increase that our cup must run over. We'll have more than enough for every good work. We thank you for your people today. Wherever they are, we thank you for the mercy on their lives, the increase, the abundance, the overflow. May they enter into the new year as a blessed people, lacking nothing with more than enough for every good thing. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. You're blessed. Hallelujah. Shake somebody's hand. And um, let me just say it before. um, Happy New Year. See you before that, I believe. But wonderful. Tuesday, we'll be here. uh, 10.30, right? Amen. Bye.